0: Craig's in his own world over there. I walk in to get my morning coffee, and there's a guy inside the coffee shop that I go to that was on the phone with Craig.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no way. That's, that's wild. I walk that's in, that's and he's funny.
0: like, hey, I'm on the phone with uh, your boy. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like well, you guys, uh, you guys go to the
1: same? What, do you guys go to the same coffee shop or something? Fuck.
0: <laughs> Uh, not Riven. I Riv lives on the other side of the, uh, state. the planet. <laughs> he's on the he's he's way far away where we don't go. Where he lives,
1: well, well, how does that happen? That you go in and he's on the phone with Rip. Like, what the fuck is that?
0: Ah, uh, here are two words. Ready? Youth hockey. <laughs> Are there any, <laughs> yeah. in this yeah. small world okay. of hockey, are there any longer yeah. tentacles than youth yeah. hockey? No.
1: no
2: Always trying not. to make no. things better, boys. Trying to find totally solutions here.
0: So what's awesome. up,
1: boys? Oh, it's, it's a shitty, shitty Wednesday here. It rained all night. And again, the worst <laughs> weather in San Diego history continues to plague us. But... Hey, it's okay. I'm leaving for Pebble Beach today. Hopefully, it's a little bit nicer up there. Which You're going is back already? Be
0: Pebble Beach? No, yeah. no, not Pebble Beach. Pebble Beach again?
1: Yeah, Pebble Beach again. Yeah, Another trip to Pebble, play some golf. I haven't played golf in four weeks, though. So, you know, it's it's been kind of out of my repertoire. Well, how far is but, that from you? Uh, it's, I mean, if driving is nine hours. It's about an hour and 45-minute flight, so it's easy. It's not, not a big deal. Um, but the weather but, but there's been shady. The weather in California period has been nuts and you know, we've had a drought forever now.
0: Is there not Which, major flooding going on right now? So, in, in parts major, of California? Major
1: flooding. Major flooding. The the, the levees have broken in certain towns and, and literally the, the rivers have overtaken the towns and um you know, golf courses have been absolutely in, inundated with water, especially up up in Monterey Peninsula got absolutely decimated with water and there's a sinkhole in the middle of the 18th fairway of pebble beach like a big sinkhole it just fell in right in the middle of the fairway it's it's crazy it's unbelievable to tell you the truth
2: wasn't last time you were at pebble beach you sent us a picture of the of the ocean over oh, the video took, the, it took yeah, a golf yeah. cart didn't it yeah you you, you yeah. sent us that like th- two three months ago where the, yeah, yeah. the so ocean overtook
1: yeah yeah, that was Monterey Peninsula. That happened in January, early January, right after I left Pebble Beach the last time.
2: Now does so, that happen often, JR? Like I mean, you're no, sending us no. you're sending us this in January, and now all of a sudden we're in the middle of March, and now you're talking about even more destruction. Mm-hmm. It it's still raining.
1: Still raining. Yeah. So what it's, the hell are you going it, down there
2: for to, to play then?
1: Uh, you know, because it's 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 a hit or miss up there. Are right? you a rain? So,
2: right, are you a rain suit guy?
1: I, I play in all sorts all sorts of weather. yeah, i'll I'll play in rain, no matter what, especially if it's a trip like that. I'll definitely put on my rain gear and get a, get an umbrella and play. But um, you know, they have great they have great drainage up there. It's different from from week to week. You know, you might have four or five days where it doesn't where it hasn't rained. So right now, right now it looks pretty good. It's gonna rain today up there, but it's not supposed to rain tomorrow through Sunday, so I might get lucky with this trip. But again, the weather in California has been absolutely, absolutely the worst weather. What's I think, the price in tag
2: on a uh, Pebble Beach uh, round? Let me guess.
0: Let, 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 let Petey guess. Okay. Because I, I, I think I have. I was invited a long time ago to play Pebble Beach when I was playing in the NHL. And, I mean, uh, going somewhere to golf was never my thing, so it was a generous offer. But, but I remember asking what the round was, and I feel like at the time it might have been like 575.
1: It's and 500. It's 500 at Pebble Beach right now.
0: Okay. okay. Yeah, okay. it's 500. So 500. It's,
1: it's like three, it's 375 at, uh, sp- at um, um, Spyglass, and I think it's 275 at Spanish Bay, so it's, it kind of uh, tilts down um the most expensive round now that of uh, places that i that i would go play and pay is um is shadow creek in vegas so shadow creek in vegas is now a thousand dollars to play not including your caddy what yeah it's nuts they, no. they just want to like make-
2: who's paying that who's paying a thousand dollars to play a round of golf
1: all the high rollers, all the high rollers that go to Vegas that, uh, that want to get out and play golf, if, that want to play listen, one of the one most prestigious. If I had, if I is. had
0: the money and I was into golfing, I would absolutely like, I would yep. pay a thousand dollars to play around to golf at a, at a prestigious course where like, let me tell you a quick story. I, I, I went golfing. Someone took us to Oak Hill. I've played Oak Hill a couple times, but I remember one time I actually played it a full round and I remember, number one, I didn't pay for it, but I just remember kind of, that was where the guy hit that unbelievable shot on 18 under the tree, like Tigers played there. So, I mean, there's a feeling of, of like walking and playing the course where some of the greats have played. So I would absolutely spend that kind of money if I had it and was that passionate about it.
1: There's only a few courses that I would, that I would pay a thousand dollars to play. Um, yeah, and I'm, think- I'm the most, I'm the most avid golfer that that there is that, but there's only a few, um, that I would do that. And, and shadow Creek to tell you the truth is one of them. It is one of the most, um, mind blowing experiences in the desert that you can have playing golf. Um, it is, <laughs> you truly feel like you're in the mountains of Colorado playing golf when you're in the middle of the desert in, in Vegas. It's pretty spectacular and as well kept as you can possibly imagine. And the service is awesome. Uh, I would play uh, Augusta for a thousand. Obviously, I'd play it for 10,000. Uh, I would play Cyprus for 10,000. There's so many golf courses that I would pay. But What, um, what
2: would be your number one course in, in, in the world? If you could play one course, what would it be?
1: In the whole world. Probably in the whole head. world. It'd probably be Old Head in Ireland. I played it. Did you really? I played it. Yep. That's unbelievable, isn't it? And there's, it's there's, there's the most a, ridiculous place.
2: course of of all time. I'm surprised that you said that. Um, well, but there's, I there's went,
1: another one. There's another one, ribs, that you have to look up, and it's an, it's on my bucket list. It's called Cape Kidnappers. It's in New Zealand. It's <laughs> it's supposed to be one of the most unbelievable golf experiences of all time. And they have wine tours, so they have golf wine tours. So you go play golf in the morning, and you go on a wine tour in the afternoon. So that's that's our that's my kind of my kind of tour. Wow.
0: You ever played? Did Cape you ever Kate kid,
1: kidnappers. You got to look it up on the internet and see exactly what this that these pictures look like. Cape kidnappers.
0: Did you ever play? I have to assume you've played uh, St Andrews.
1: I played yes. St Andrews. Yeah, played St Andrews. Played Augusta. Played uh, played played Carnoustie.
2: Played,
1: played Carnoustie. Yeah, played yeah played all those. Played um, Kings Barnes. Um, Ali those Valley Bunyan, yeah,' I've played played pretty much most all of them. but uh, <laughs> I think the number one for and... me
2: is just it, it's the you know the most iconic course in the world, I think, is Augusta, right? And mm-hmm. i d- I don't think you can play it, like right?
1: It's very it's the most difficult golf course to get on, yeah, that in yeah. Cyprus, yeah, and the, without question, I think. but um and I'm going to the I'm going to the Masters in a month, so I'm I'm gonna be there for the week, you know, it's just even walking the course watching the Masters. Is is a just not unbelievable experience. I think we had this conversation before about Augusta and it's it's, its magnitude. Yeah, the fake bird
0: noises that blew me the away. Fake I, bird noise.
1: Yeah, right. it's unbelievable. Sometimes yeah. you
0: say things and right. I just can't tell if you're full of shit.
1: You know what I mean? <laughs> I swear. <laughs> no, hold to on, God, like, people like, that are listening
0: to this jank, podcast jerking our chain or what? What? <laughs> yeah. People that are listening to this podcast
2: that's going to fly by their head. Pardon the pun. But right. last yeah. year, uh, explain it, Petey. Last year we went on. I, with, I don't. Uh, we were talking about Augusta last we co- year, and I, yeah. I
0: and, I and the Masters. Jr. is saying like, "There's no critters, there's no animals, there's no That's anything. Like, no animals. There's and, and We're like, "Well, birds. what are the fucking birds that we're hearing?" When we, there's birds all over there's the course, bird, Jr. What, JR the what are you talking about?
1: <laughs> no birds. Those are microphones so th- that they put in the bushes to make it sound like there're birds in there. And by I the way, you think- hear them on television. You hear my on television, and you hear him when you're walking around the course. It's, I'm it's, surprised it's I global. told you
0: guys that I was never an avid golfer, but I played Oak Hill East Course, and you never asked me what I shot.
1: I, I think we are afraid to hear what you shot. You
0: what, would be, what would be a bad score for a guy that played minimal golf?
2: No. I think you're definitely, definitely, definitely oh, over 100. A 100. 105. 105. 100, 100 What's
0: respectable? In,
2: for a guy who doesn't golf? Playing?
0: Well, I mean, I 120 golf. on that course would be respectful. Okay. I if you, if you don't play. An honest 104.
1: Oh, I was close. 105. That was good. That's That's, that good. that's really that's good. good. That's pretty
2: good. Because I was really, really impressed good golfers. With myself, actually. Like, really good golfers would be shooting high 80s, 90s on that course. Yeah, so, sure. a guy who
0: doesn't golf, I mean. That's pretty shot an that's pretty honest good and good. 104, and I, oh, I was honest because I had a caddy.
1: That's pretty damn good. That's pretty damn good. <laughs> and, you, yeah. wait, Trust and the
2: caddy the caddy had the little notepad out. He's like, hey, what'd you have there? And you're like, uh, just give me a five. And he's like, no, sir, you had an eight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> you, you know that you, you know you know that joke with when, when your partner says, Would you have a five or a six? And you say, Well, if you're asking, it's a five.
0: Yeah, yeah oh you'll give me a five there okay i'll take a 5 uh, Oh no uh, what'd you have five six oh, i'll take a five,
1: take a five. <laughs> yeah but did you, a you five get or a five, six? Well, did you get well, a five? <laughs> yeah since you're since you're since you're asking i got a five All right. if, you're, if you're if you're counting i got a six yeah i want to say congratulations to my boy danny briere for getting the philadelphia flyers gm job i think it's a great great choice um to bring what we talked about remember we talked about these high-end players last week ribs getting high-profile jobs not just coaching but i think high-profile jobs and you know i would have to think you'd think danny breer is a high profile player and was a high profile player being a guy who was awesome at buffalo captain of buffalo i i've known the guy forever he stayed in my guest house as a rookie for the year and uh, is a very close friend of mine but a guy who knows the game of hockey and you know, it's unfortunate that Philly has to go through so much bullshit and have to change GMs again uh, to try to break out of this whatever this um, rebuild. Um, well, where do you
2: where do you think where do you think the direction is for Philadelphia? You know, are they going to look to somewhat tear that thing down and start over with with a new GM? Well, I kind of and, think they
1: have already, haven't
2: they? Uh, no. I don't think they've torn think anything so. down there. No, not at well,
1: all. Well they well, they got rid of Giroux. They got rid of they got rid of um
2: Voracek. Oh yeah, Jake the Jake the Snake Borachek.
1: Yes, yes, Borachek. Yep. They got rid of him. Um those are two of their mainstays. They got rid of them. Uh the only one they really haven't gotten rid of is Provorov. Um
2: yeah, Kevin Hayes is is 30 years old uh james van Reems dyke is th- now he's going to be an unrestricted free agent he's 33 um i don't know Do, do you like the idea of nick deloria at 32 that's a question mark um proveroff has been with philly and he's a very good defenseman but it just yeah. seems like is is there the right fit there right i mean yeah but they do have a pretty young hockey team they have a, a yeah
1: Well, that's what I mean. I mean, they have rebuilt to build to get that youth. Now, whether that youth is going to be able to, you know, to grow into a team that's going to be able to win consistently, I mean, I don't think they've played bad hockey. They just they 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 seem to be, you know, one step behind or you know, one bad decision in terms of winning hockey games.
0: I think Um, I think Danny Briere and John Tortorella will have a great relationship. You think he'll stay? You think that's the 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 coach yeah, that
1: he wants absolutely. moving forward?
2: Absolutely. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think they'll let Tort sit in there and, and have another year, uh, if, you know, and, and see what Danny can can muster off in the off season. Um, you know, they have to start spending some serious money. There's there's no question. If the if that cap goes up, you know, Danny Bria is going to have to spend spend to the cap. He's he's got to get in a, a, a free agent or two to get in there to really change the dynamic of that locker room and and on the, on the ice. I think they need, I think they need a high profile, a higher profile player in Philly because it is a kind of market that, that really requires that the fans require to have stars on that team that are fun to come watch every day and produce every single night. Jared,
0: the fans are, are ruthless.
1: They are ruthless. I played there. I I I know exactly what they're like. I mean, I, 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 I loved them and I absolutely love, flyer fans to, 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 to know the flyer fans is to love them and just respect them and know what they want. And I understood what they wanted. And, um, but it's, it's, it's finding the players that are, are willing to give them what they want on a, on a nightly basis. And in this day and age, that's a very hard thing to find because the game has changed and the attitudes of the players have changed. And the toughness of the le- le- players have changed, but the the fan has not changed in Philly. So that's a big, that's a very tough kind of a tough um, recipe to have to fill if you're Danny Breer. You know, I think I think patience is running thin with the with the Philadelphia fan. I have a lot of friends still there that every time I you know talk about the Flyers, I always get a, I always get a oh my god or a you know or a you know some sort of precursor to talking about. Liars, and I think everybody's sick of it. Tell you the truth, Craig, which what, is what, why they're changing. Which is why they're changing um, GMs and bringing the guy that has played in Philly, understands what Philly needs. Yeah, understands very, the pulse was of a the fan very, base. Was a very very good hockey player. Is an extremely smart mind, and has been involved in hockey ever since he left the game. So you know these these are the guys Rev that you were talking about of bringing back into the league to try to help. Um, you know, bring back the mentality of, of when we played. Whether Danny will do that or not, if he can, I don't know. But I like that yeah. new people start getting reju- get re- that the, the regurgitation of the of the dinosaur is hopefully is going to start. Well, Listen, I mean, happening. Danny,
2: Danny Briere is 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 a leader. Okay, he he was an in- incredible hockey player in his time. I think he's taken some time as as a as an individual as as a professional. Um, Outside of the game of hockey, but he's been managing a team um, for a number of years. He's now moved into the Flyers. I think he was the the assistant GM starting to understand the inner workings of a professional team. And I think the the organization organization obviously felt very comfortable with what Danny can bring to this team. He's fresh, he's young, he's got a certain mindset, and he's very, very well respected around the league. The one thing that Danny has to do is he has to now go out and surround himself with the right people that can help him because Danny's not doing this by himself. Okay. Mm -hmm. Danny is going to have a mindset and he's going to want opinions. He's gonna want people to give him different opinions, and at the end of the day, Danny is gonna be the one who's making the final call. But he needs good people around him um, mm-hmm. to 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 turn this thing around in Philly.
0: No Craig, question. when I said that Danny and um, Torts would have a a good relationship, did did you seem to think that Torts wouldn't be there? You you see you you seemed a little. I really like John Tortorello as a
2: coach. I do not like John Tortorello as a coach if you're starting a very young hockey team. That's my thoughts on him. I think John Tortorello Do you is, don't think he's is, been
1: you don't think he's been rather tame this year? Yes, he has. I I have not seen any I have not seen any media explosion. That doesn't
2: mean that he's not uh John Tortorello behind the scenes, JR. Well, in this day and age, you need to have a coach that coaches a young hockey team. You need to have a coach that the players feel that the coach is 100% in their corner, whether they're playing well or not playing well. This, this generation of hockey player needs to really feel comfortable. Well, what's he
0: doing? That's not, that's, did we think Philadelphia
2: was going to be. Good. I thought they were going to be better than what
0: they what they yeah, are. Yeah, I yes.
1: thought I, I thought I thought they were going to be better. Also, yeah.
0: I don't know what their goal was there this year in Philadelphia. So I don't know if Torts if that's a reflection. Well, of whatever Jordan
1: their what, what, whatever their goal was, they did not reach their goal. And and I don't even know what their goal was inside their locker room. But I can tell you right now, they didn't reach it. So that in itself is is unacceptable in Philadelphia. You know, I mean, the only thing and, I heard and you said Tork's it best, doing, JR.
2: What this team, when you look at their lineup, okay, and you look at the players that they have, they have a lot of players that ha- I have no idea who these kids are. I have no idea who Morgan Frost is or Noah K- uh, Cates. Like, I, I there's a lot of p- players on this team that I just don't know the, the, the players yeah. in Philadelphia, yeah. massive market. Massive massive. market, massive fan base. The fan base
1: expectations
2: are are ruthless. Okay. Ruthless. Mm -hmm. They want a certain style of team.
1: Okay. yeah.
2: Here's the thing. They don't have a star. They don't have a star. They need a star in Philadelphia. You need a star. There is. Zero, and I mean zero stars. Travis Konecny is a very good player. I had mentioned to PD last year that that's yeah. the guy yeah. that we should be going
0: over uh, yeah. after in Buffalo, but he's not Great a star. secondary.
1: He's Great not a star
0: So who? So Great who are the, who player. would they go after? Is there someone well, that you guys I mean, have in mind?
1: I, I mean, I would the, like to see. I would. I would like to know who the free agents are that are the big free agents that are coming up. Because if I'm Danny Briere, I'm making cap space to sign the best free agent. That's on the market,
0: or you're hoping maybe the, the NHL rigs the draft and gives him Connor Bedard. <laughs> Is that a decent? Well, would that be would that be a good
1: market oh, for him? Oh my! Yeah, God. amazing, amazing, the best uh, in the absolutely, league. Yeah, absolutely amazing. Yeah, I, I agree with Ribs. One of the best markets that you can have uh, Connor Bedard in. Absolutely, hundred percent. Um, but that I mean that that that's that's a very slim chance <laughs> If we get something like that. Um, who are the Who are the prize free agents that are that are available this this summer? I mean, th- th- that's what you have to wow. kind of view. Off
2: Patrick Kane, Jonathan Taves, Ryan O'Reilly, Vladimir too Tarasenko, uh,
1: too old, too old. You got you got to get somebody. Lindberg, Pacioretty,
2: Pasternak's gone, moving down, moving down. Timo Meyer, did he sign with the?
0: No, he hasn't signed yet. Yeah.
2: He hasn't signed. And even though Timo Meyer is a really, really, really good hockey player, I don't, I don't, even I
1: don't see think, him I don't, as. I don't that. see. I don't, I don't see him being the Philly guy that kind of guy. You know, I. I'll they'll go.
0: They'll go get Tyler Bertuzzi. Carry on. Tyler, uh, he's ty-
1: ty- he's Tyler Bertuzzi. He's not a star, but he's more of a Philadelphia mentality. Okay, yeah. go ahead. Tyler Bertuzzi um, got four
2: goals
0: this year. I'm, I'm not yeah, saying. I'm, not, I'm, I just he's saw he's his name and I thought
1: that's a guy that they would go after. There
0: really isn't anybody.
1: Mm. That that makes it that makes it really difficult. Patrick, I'm is. going.
2: I'm going down the entire list of unrestricted free agents for 2023, and I mean, there to me is not limited. Wow. It's very, very, very limited for when we're talking <laughs> elite hockey players. So, I guess, I guess what I'm trying to say is, you know, the 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 Florida Panthers made a decision. Now, wh- what was the trade with the Florida Panthers and Philadelphia? Because they ended up getting a nice player out of Owen Tippett. That, that trade was with for Claude Giroux, correct? Yes. I mean, Owen Tippett was I think a 10th overall pick let me let me just uh yeah he was a 10th overall pick in 2017 he's had a really nice season 18 goals 34 points but he's not a star he is not an elite star and and Philadelphia yeah. has always been that team where they've never been really bad and they've never been really good and they're just hovering in that middle section of mediocrity yeah, they're, they're, in the league.
1: Exactly. That was the word I was going to use. They're, they're swimming in mediocrity right now. And that just does not, I'm telling you right now, that does not bode well for Flyer fans at all. And there's only so much that they're, that they're going to take, you know, and, you know, it's either, it's either winning, winning hockey games or playing, playing real mean, mean physical hockey games. And they're, they're not really doing any of both.
0: I'll tell you where. So two things, uh, and then we'll move on. Um, so they kind of got screwed, uh, you know, drafting Nolan Patrick number two overall. That that was something they need. Bust. Made. That's a bust. That was a that was, that a, was a tough one.
2: Huge, huge, huge loss. But here's the thing: I don't feel bad for them. You know right, who they went third, from like you know fourteen to dropped.
0: First was Nico Heischer. Second, Nolan Patrick. Third overall, anybody? Bueller. Bueller, what, what what year was that? Twenty seventeen. Let me throw a name at you, Miro Heiskanen. Do your fucking homework, scouts. Number four, <sighs> may arguably the greatest player in the game today. McKinnon, same team. Uh, Rantanen. Rantanen was like tenth overall. Kyle McCarr. Kyle McCarr. Wow. Elias Patterson, Cody Glass, Elias Anderson. Wow. That's a tough draft. Yeah, year.
1: that's a tough draft, man. That's just bad. That's bad scouting, man. It's just bad scouting.
0: Uh, So here are the draft lottery odds for Connor Bedard. 25.5 for Columbus, 13.5 for San Jose, 11.5 Chicago, 9.5 Anaheim, 8.5 Philly. So I'm going to run a draft mm. sim here. Just went quickly, just a quick draft simulator. And no, St. Louis moved up eight spots. Um, Mm. (laughs) uh, I don't know how Danny's got his work cut out for him in
2: Philly because, like we said, the word with Philly is mediocrity. You know, they're, they're just an average team, they don't have any elite players moving forward, their top player on their team is, is either Proveroff or, or Travis connect slash Kevin Hayes. Like, I mean, that is really, really bad. So he's going to have to make some really bold moves to see if he, he can kind of kickstart this, this organization, because, you know, they're like you said, Petey, where are they picked this year in the NHL draft. If they if it started today, like five, six, are they in the top five? Yeah, they're going to be number four. That's this is where they need to start their re. I I guess a rebuild. It, it is a rebuild because it, the they don't have the co- draft collateral. They don't have what it takes to to move this this team yeah, forward. Yeah, but they've
1: been. They've, the problem is, is they've been in a rebuild since Hextall was a GM. That was five years ago. I mean, how you can't be you can't be sitting here saying you're still in a rebuild, you know, and that well, that's the problem. Like, yeah, up, you can't if you're Buffalo. Buffalo's again, been through
0: three rebuilds, Jr. Three GMs, three rebuilds. And look at look at
2: Edmonton. I mean, Edmonton was in, in a rebuild, and they had the first overall pick. How many? How many years?
1: Four. Yeah, they had four four out of four out of seven years.
2: Yeah, I yeah. mean, and they stunk the high hell for a decade. So it it's not as easy. Is what, the, you know, it takes, like, you have to hit on draft picks. You just have to hit. You is have it, to it, have these it, guys. Do
1: you think it's more Do you think it's more luck, or do you think that it is a certain talent as a GM to be able to manipulate and maneuver your players? A little bit of both?
2: I think it's really hard to screw up a first or second or maybe even a third overall pick. It's really hard to screw that up. I think once you well, get I mean, the past, Rangers, the
1: range, the Rangers, The Rangers have kind of almost done it. Twice in a row with with Kako and Lafreniere. I mean, I don't think they're yeah, I don't think they're anything special.
2: They're not, they're not, but they're still, I would give them that they're still very young.
1: Well, but Chris Drury has done an absolutely amazing job piecing together his trades and his his acquisitions. I, I do think he has done that. So, you know. I think right uh, yeah, now
2: too, JR, you have to and just to just to look at Alex Lafreniere and Kapokaku in in um New York, one thing you need to realize, Kevin Adams, for an example, was in a situation where he could have went and brought in veteran players that would have been maybe better than those players that he has on his team currently. But Kevin Adams wanted to not take away key ice time from these young guys to continue to mature so you look at alex lafrenier kapokaku they've been in a situation on a team in new york that Atemi panarin Zabanajad. you know now you've got uh you know vincent troy uh troy check you've true. got philip Heedle. you've got patrick kane you've you've got uh who's a- my a- other R- guy tara rev San-
1: uh, rev, rev oh Riff. What, what, what pick was, was Kako
2: Two second.
1: second. Okay. What pick was Lafreniere one? You don't think that guys that get drafted that high out of all those players that are available in the world can't compete with those players three years into three years into their, into where, do their you, where do you, where do
2: where do you gain confidence and get your points? Mostly
1: yep. yeah, as, as, as like, a young
2: player, you're getting them on the power play.
1: Well, let, let's take let's let's look at let's look at let's look at uh, a, a comparison to let's say Clayton Keller, okay? Clayton Keller three years into his league. Look look at this year that he's having this year. You think Clayton Keller is a has more talent than a Lafreniere?
2: No, but he's also playing as the number one guy. That's my whole point.
1: But Trevor Ziegris,
2: Trevor Ziegris in in Anaheim is a solid player. He's a very very solid player in Anaheim. Here's the thing: You take Trevor Ziegler's and you put him on the the Rangers. Is he playing ahead of uh, Temmy Panera? Yeah, but he
1: got, yeah but is he playing against but,
2: Chris uh, but playing But Kako, but,
1: but, but Kako doesn't deserve to play because he hasn't played well enough, or at least shown the balls. Because he's play not the way gi- he's to. not
2: been given the chance. He doesn't, if he doesn't, Kapo Kaku it, he doesn't. was on he doesn't Anaheim. Deserve it.
1: Well, he, he doesn't, doesn't deserve, deserve it
2: because he doesn't have the opportunity to show because no,
1: he's a because chi- he's a chicken shit.
2: No, that's he's not true. Of... Jr., it's, that's it, not it true.
1: A... Dude, you don't you don't know that you don't know the you, you don't know the the scouting report behind him. He's afraid of his own shadow. And when you're afraid of your own well, shadow, there's nothing to become? be afraid
2: of in this league. I'll tell you that,
1: which it's makes it worse it.
2: if that's true.
1: That's exactly exactly right. Okay, so so Kakos is his own worst enemy. Because he is in a, in a position where he can play, but he's afraid of his own shadow, which in this game you can't have, and it, and it prevents you from from being the type of player that you are, and that's why he's not playing. Yeah. That's okay. So what? So look, so Alex nice. Lafreniere. He's, he's got, got fourteen goals nice. and
2: thirty-two points. If he was on Anaheim right now, he'd have 55 points. Well, that's he'd their 30 line,
0: right? Like, they all have 30-some-odd points. They're not, has... to, they're not
2: getting to play,
0: Petey. Yeah, that's the whole they're, point. Yeah, they're, they're not playing their, in New York.
2: Line. Clayton Keller has been on a shitball hockey team in Arizona for a really, really long time. And now, Clayton Keller, you know, he, he's not a young guy. Like, he's got one, two, three, four, five, six, six years in the league. But when Clayton Keller showed up to uh, Arizona, he was the he was the guy. He was the guy. He was the guy that Arizona said, "You are going to play on the first power play. You're the seventh overall pick. We're going to give you everything." You want to know why you're going to be there? Because we don't have anybody else. Everybody on on the team is not that good.
1: Yeah, well, there's, here's there's the no thing. Question. There's no there's no question that time is going to make you develop more. But when you're a one two pick. I mean, you have way too much talent to, to, to not be playing. And is there something behind it? I mean, this, this, you can't convince me otherwise.
0: So yesterday, Jr., we had a conversation about, uh, well, Craig read that the GMs got together. And we had a nice conversation with Thomas Vanek about it. And here's that, was actually the th- next,
1: that, that, that was actually the next topic that I wanted to talk about because I was reading a lot about what they were discussing. So go ahead.
0: No, go, go for it. What do you, what? No, the the one
1: that really, the, the one that really popped out to me was the one where we've talked about many, many times and what Riv really enjoys. And that's the, the fights after hits. And the GM's talking about not, whether.
2: Can I just can I clarify? It's not about the clarified fight yesterday. After let the J- hit.
0: let JR finish. Let just him shut finish.
2: Shut the fuck up, man! Just shut the fuck. <laughs> you up. Shut the fuck
1: up! <laughs> Holy fuck! Stop man. cutting off the fucking guess, I didn't man. cut him off.
0: I didn't cut him go off. Ahead.
1: Go, ahead, go ahead, go it's ahead, Go ahead. It's the
2: point of team camaraderie and, and understanding and making your teammates feel so secure out there that you have their back and it goes a long way when
0: he okay, shut okay, the just,
1: fuck okay, up oh, oh wait well, river well, you just you, you just verified what i just said it's still <laughs> fights after hits it doesn't matter what it's for it's still the fights after hits that they're talking about yeah i agree with you it's a camaraderie it's sticking up for each other but it's still it's still looked down upon and i think like frowned by a lot of the GMs right now that are saying let good hits be hits and just play hockey. Yeah. I, I get what you're saying and you're right about that, but it is still a a fight because of a good hit. And there are a lot of people who don't think that, that players should just be fighting because there was a good solid hit done in the game. And I think that's what they're talking about down there is when is that instigator rule going to be implemented more than it has been? Right. There's been like a 100 fights after hits and only 21 instigator um, calls. Yeah, the The instigator. The instigator rule is still very, very much in play, which is why stupid players run around hitting people with no fucking care in the world about getting beat up. Instigator rule. If a guy if a guy gets hit and it's a clean hit and someone comes out of the background to fight the guy that hit him, that's an instigator. That's instigating a fight. It's not the hit that instigated. Hitting's part of the game. And they're not calling it. They only called it 21 times when someone got hit hard and someone came to, to their to their defense. Now, if they want to get rid of it, they will call that instigator every time a big hit is played. 90, the guy 90,
2: fight, 90 out of the 100. It's still not going got... to come out of the game. still not going to come no, out of the game no, they because I'm going to tell you right they, now.
1: They called penalties 98 out of the 100 times they called a penalty. On the player, but they instigator the instigator rule where it's two ten, 10 and it's two, five and 10. It's a 17 minute penalty for instigating. And it's only been called 21 times. And if you're going to, if you're going to get rid of this, this, uh, this valiant, this valiant, um, protect my player fighting after hits, that instigator rule is going to have to be called a lot more than 21 times in a year. That's, that's what I'm saying. And they're talking about it and they're talking about it down there. How, what, how it should be, you know, how it should be ruled. They're also talking about high sticks, reviewing high sticks, you know, they're reviewing the puck gotta play and all that stuff, trying to make the game, you know, slow it, slow it down even slower than it is. But I don't know. I mean,
2: Why are they reviewing high sticks, JR?
1: For penalties, penalties, more goals. Double minors. Don't you think you there's know?
2: enough goals in the game right now?
1: That's what I said. I don't think they should it's be doing. Tons of re- goals reviewing game. For, and now they're talking about coaches being able to challenge and go to a review to see if there was a high stick. Right. So, you know, I think it gets, I mean, I think the review is good when you talk about goals and goals that should be allowed. Um, as far as the offsides go, as far as the penalties go, I think there's four referees on the – there's four lines – two linesmen and two referees on the fucking ice. If they can't see it between them, then they're the fucking ones at fault. It's their fault. Human error. It's part of the game. Human error is part of the game. And when you start stopping the game because of replays and replays and replays, just the video replays, the, the fans don't like it, man. Goals is a little different story. Because the goals are determine the wins and losses, because those are the points on the board. But to go to a replay to see if it was a high stick, dude. Now you you're getting want, you night, want night. human
2: error in the game. I, I hate 100%. to say it, you want human 100%. error in the game. Like the game 100%. is just they're trying to make the game perfect, slow things down. Here's the thing: we're gonna go and you know there's there's four refs on the ice. Everybody uh, didn't see it. So we're going to go to a video, take another two, three minutes to look at it. It's come
1: on. Stop. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you, Rip. It's, it's, it becomes too much. It's awful. Um, but it'll be interesting to see what they do. I mean, there's, they've changed so many of the rules. I, I, I just it's, it's at some point, the game is the game. Right. And let the game be the game. Um, they've already taken pretty much fights out of the game pretty much, they've taken hitting, you know, for the most part, the big solid hits out of the game. They've scared the shit out of players about, um, you know, hits to the head, which is understandable. I get it. But I mean, at some point the game is going to suffer. And I think the game is suffering. It it sucks on television. I watched it again Mm -hmm. last night on ESPN. And as much as I love listening to Messier and Steve Levy call the game, I I didn't enjoy watching the game. And then I then don't want to hear them the interm- talking
0: about fucking Aaron Rodgers at the end of the game. That's no,
1: for sure. no, didn't need that. I mean, Gret, I, I thought Mess did some pretty good insight on a lot of things. Um, you know, I think they talked too much about other things in the game, but then, you know, watching the intermissions is so painful. It's so painful. It's you know, you know, I, I, I ran, I ran, in, I ran in, you know, and shoved thumbtacks into my eyeballs and ran into traffic because it was way more exciting than. <laughs> listening to you know the intermission then all then these
0: broadcasts are cookie cutter man they're all they're all cookie cutter across the board they're
1: yeah but you watch football football telecasts are, are fantastic
0: different sport great. different personality different mindset different fan okay. base it's just it's you
1: wouldn't mean you say you're saying that nhl can't have that same corner of personality that same sort of mindset. Like, I don't think hockey, saying?
0: I don't think hockey knows how, JR, is what I'm saying. Like, I don't
1: that's what I'm saying. Like, wake up. Somebody's somebody's in charge of this shit. No?
0: It's just such it's just so much cheese, man. There's just so much cheese. But again, <laughs> no, see again, the cartoon yeah, thing they were doing last night? Do you see the cartoon?
1: Yeah. 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 yeah it's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and 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 TNT TNT tries tries to be the NBA right. They try to be Charles Barkley and and Shaq, but they don't have Charles Barkley and Shaq personalities. Well, they, don't have, Biz, the they don't have Ernie in the middle either. Ernie, they don't have Ernie. Yeah, like yeah, MQ they have. They have the they thing have, from they have, Ernie they have, Johnson. They have, they have they have Dumbo. They have Dumbo, arrogant narcissist. Um, you know, Liam Seacrest. McHugh out there. Liam McHugh who thinks he's he's a star of the show every single night but you know it's they just try too hard man it's not hard i mean watching them do all these you know these um around the net uh they tried to do the the between the legs stuff with that that zegras did the other night and you know don't try so hard just be honest with the just be honest with the with the people and give them what they're looking at
2: is that just the makeup of a hockey player though because when you when you look at basketball and you look at the panel and you got uh, Charles Barkley uh, arguing with uh, the Shaq and uh, I mean, it just seems like there's energy there. I mean, people are really tuned into what these guys have to say because they're entertainers, too. Right.
0: Yeah. But they've been yeah. entered Shaq and Barkley have been entertaining us before, like from the start yes. of time. There you go. But so they're just themselves. Now they're, asking- they're larger than
2: life. Right. Yes. And then you look at the football. The football, I mean, the football is awesome, man. I mean, I love... I don't care what station you watch football on. It's awesome. I I love it. These guys are super witty and understanding. They've got personalities. Even the suits that they're wearing is like everybody... Like Even if it's boring conversation, you're looking at their suits going who wears yeah. like a purple suit with a flowered tie and yeah, but, like you yeah, they you're, give you
1: but they give you they give you solid football info like yes. watching watching Phil Sims watching Terry Bradshaw watching you know these guys on a panel you know yeah. is it's 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 incredible right watching Teddy Bruschi watching you know some of these you know Randy Moss these guys have personality, but they give you really good info into what is happening and why it's happening, right? And they're critical and they're very critical. They're not so a, I'll go not, back to afraid. it.
2: Like, do you, do you not think like when you think of a hockey player, you think of kind of like very vanilla, very kind of calm, you know, not super outspoken? There's not a lot of hockey players that show maybe who they really are to the general public. Where I find basketball and 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 football, these guys love showing who they are. Where hockey players are very closed.
1: Well, it's and, very and me you, me. And when you it's watch very me, me very me me in basketball, right? Maybe not so much in football, but basketball is very me me. Whereas hockey is not. But I I truly believe I I truly believe, and because I was a part of the regime, that what is said on television is monitored and controlled to a certain point by the league. Like you can't be negative to a, to an organization. You can't be negative towards the referees. And that's, that's not the, that's not the television's rules. That's the national hockey league's rules. And it's bullshit because there are a lot of fans that want to hear why this team sucks or why the referees suck or they want to see negative. They don't, they don't always want to see positive. Like, like, Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to blow up this guy because you know, I want him to be my friend. Right. But is that that
2: narrative coming from the NHL?
1: Um, there, were a, like this, there were a lot of times. Does Gary Bettman have a yes. umbrella
2: over all of these stations to say, "Listen, yes. we're trying to sell the game. We need to yes. be super positive. Don't say yes. anything bad about anybody." Yes. Well, there yes. you go. That's why it's shit. Yes.
1: yes. Yes. Gary Bettman has his his finger on everything. If you say something bad about a team, about a GM, about a um, you know, I I, I remember Mike Milbury. Mike Milbury was doing a game and they were doing a Washington capitals game. And it was an awful game. It was awful. And Washington was as bad as you can possibly imagine. And in during intermission, Mike Milbury called them the Washington crapitals, okay, which they were, they were absolute crap. And he called them the Washington crapitals. Well, you know what happened? Washington Capitals call Gary Bettman complaining about Mike Milbury, and then then the league calls calls the station and is like, "Mike Milbury's got to apologize for calling the Capitals the Crapitals." I'm like what? They were the Crapitals. They were awful.
0: This happened.
1: But that, yes, it happened. Hundred percent. Yep, hundred percent. And that's that's terrible. That's terrible. I mean, that's. You're not going to get you're not going to get honest honest feedback from analysts if if they're controlled of what they can say and what well, they can't. Well, that's why say.
0: you know when you know why you know why we can't criticize the officiating because the NHL controls the officiating. Of course, they're protected I about mean, everything. Like, these officials are are terrified, terrified to make calls. I believe that they're monitored every yeah. game. the The league is evaluating every single game. They're not free to to have have reins of a game.
1: Yeah, no, there's no question about it. I mean, there's so many times where I wanted to talk about the referees and I was overruled. I was overruled. So, you know, can't talk about the referees. God forbid. Yeah especially when it's coming close to a TV contract. God forbid. Anyway. Yeah, that's somebody, tough. Yeah, it is tough. I mean, you're only going to get so much.
0: Well, thanks for giving us a little behind-the-scenes look at something I think we already knew. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> it's, yeah, it's just, yeah, probably.
0: Let's a yeah. uh, little Buffalo Sabres conversation here. Are you watching the uh, the the playoff races, JR,
1: in the West and the East? I am. I am. I am. with Buffalo, what, six? Six points, five points, fine. Yeah, five that points. Back. Two games in hand, though. Two games in hand. Those three. very important. Three on the three, island. games, the Islanders. Yeah. Big, three big night this, last yeah. night.
2: Big night for the the uh, Buffalo Sabers, and this is kind yeah. of what they
0: need. Um, Pittsburgh lost to the Canadians. Capitals the lost way, to the by Rangers. The way, by the way, and
1: Tristan is Tristan Jari was absolute dog shit last night. So Buffalo should send him a. Uh, uh, yeah, and, a and, thank roses. you, Kurt. Basket, yeah. yeah, And the got, Oilers yeah. stumped four the goals, Senators. Four goals on four goals on seven shots. Way to go, Jari. Detroit and, lost but. to
2: uh, Nashville. Islanders lost the L.A. Kings. Yeah, like I mean, everything went went the Sabers' way last night. Okay, losses to Pitt, Washington, Detroit, Ottawa, and the Islanders. Absolutely perfect night.
1: Yeah. Now, what now they got to, to take do- care
2: of business, man. They've got Washington yeah. come in, coming in, um, and uh, they've well, they've they're got in a, Washington
1: tonight, right? They're in Washington tonight, right? So yep. Washington just got thumped last night, so by the Rangers.
2: And this is and where you no, got to step it's on OB, their throat, man.
1: And Ovi ov missed last night. He'll probably play tonight, but you know you got to take advantage of that.
0: The massive game in March I mean, listen, for the Buffalo yeah, Sabres.
1: Yeah, but the Buffalo Sabres are coming off a big energy win against Toronto. Now, how do they come back? Because you know when teams come off these big energy wins, they come out with with duds the next game. So it'll be interesting to see how Buffalo comes after beating their rival Toronto.
2: Yeah, listen, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't think the, the Buffalo Sabres are, are in a situation to be able to pat themselves on the back and, and think about do. the big win. But
1: they do, Riv. Yeah, do, Rip. I know. That's I, I know. They do. That's what, it's, 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 it's natural. But that's but that's do.
2: where that's where that leadership group, um, that's where the coaching staff needs to really focus this team because you know, Washington, this this yeah. this is a massive game. They're both tied well, seventy one points. We
1: know it. We know it because we've been through it. we we know it because we're not on the ice, we know it because we're not in the locker room, we've been there and we've experienced it. We've been the ones that have, have done exactly what we're trying to guard against for them. Now we're gonna see if they do understand. That you have to take a momentum game like that and move it into the next game because of what happened in the last two days, right? They won for Toronto, then they have everybody lose last night. They should be fucking on fire tonight, fired up to play this game it's, yep. be, it's a it's a it's a big character game to see what they how they come out tonight.
2: And and they're 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 going to be fresh. They're going to be fresh. Yeah, they the got Tuck back. Tuck
1: just, Tuck just scored 30, 30 tucks now, right? Yep. He's got to be flying high. You know this. The, the team looks good, man. I'm telling you, this is a a golden opportunity right now to take a game in hand, and to build some momentum with 15 games left in the season.
2: You know the funny thing is how well the top line has played in Buffalo. Like you have three players on that on that line. All three players have awesome. over a point a game. Awesome. Jeff Jeff Skinner has 29 uh, tucks. Okay, you have. Alex Tuck, who's who just scored his thirtieth, and you've got Paige Thompson, who's at forty-two. Like, it's awesome. what it's a awesome. year! What it's a awesome year. year! And and the most insane, but the most insane thing beyond that is Dylan Cousins. You can't forget about Dylan Cousins and what he's awesome. done this year. He's had a career year. Casey Middlestats had a career year. I mean, there's a lot of players
0: that have that have played very very well this year. Yep. 16 yep. games left. Tage needs 13 points to get 100.
2: 8 goals, 13 points. He needs to score 50. He has to.
1: Has to. Has to go on a roll. He's got to go in a roll. When's When's the, the best time who, who's the it? last hey, person the
2: way, to score 50 goals, Petey, for the Sabres?
0: Probably McGillney.
1: LaFontaine? McGillney? Yeah, it's got to be. And but what? But what? A, what a great! What a great way for a guy like Tage Thompson, who's come onto the stage as a, an elite player in this game. What a way to finish the year! If he can, if he can rattle off eight goals, have a strong finish, get this team into the playoffs. Could you, Matt? Could you imagine? Could you imagine that for Tage Thompson? That'd be pretty fucking cool.
2: Does he? Does he? Does he go into the heart? conversations if the sabers make
1: the playoffs and he gets 50 goals yes
2: if he gets a 50 goals 100 points and the sabers make the playoffs does he yes. not put himself yes. in a situation to be
0: the heart yes yeah he doesn't he doesn't win it but he he's definitely he's on it he's There's in the, the play- he's, he's
1: in the he's in the conversation for he's in the conversation if sure. they
0: miss the playoffs for sure
1: i mean nobody nobody's going to beat nobody's going to beat the kid but i mean who who's going to be on the list I mean, you could have Pasternak could be on there. You could have obviously Drysaddle's going to be on there. You're going to have um, you're going to have Tage Thompson that could be on there. Drysaddle just Kucherov, hit a hundred. Kucherov, Kuch, Kucherov could be on there. Yeah, I mean, Kucherov right of, there is at what 98. You, you got some. You know, you, you, there's some guys having some really good years. I, I'm 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 pretty pumped for my boy Malkin having a big year. He's he's on pace for 85 points. You know, I mean, there's some guys having some really good years out there.
0: What about um, Crosby? You know, Crosby Crosby's, again, you know, 67 yeah. games, 81 points. He could get a hundred points. Sidney awesome. Crosby 30. Awesome. What is he like? 36. Like, think of this. You don't even talk about Sidney Crosby.
2: 67 yeah. games played. He's got 29 goals and 81 points. Yeah. Let's Sick. just
1: keep, let's Sick. just
0: keep uh, stroking McDavid.
1: Sick. Well, I mean, Dave does have 126 points. But... <laughs> yeah, I know he does. He has 129, actually. 129, about tomorrow. The, but I'll stroke him all day long. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Eric I mean, Carlson to...
2: scored his 20th goal last night. Eric Carlson. 85 Eric Carlson... points yeah. in 68 games. That is just yeah. insanity he's, he's, for a defenseman.
1: He's, he's Norris Trophy, no no doubt. No doubt, Norris Trophy.
2: Last, but... last defenseman, JR, oh, to score 100 points. Who was it?
1: Wow. Coffee? No, (laughs) try again. More recent? Uh,
0: Yes, well, he would have been the last guy. (laughs) (laughs) The most most recent.
1: Well, could have been before coffee. I mean, 100 points as a defenseman. Was it Carlson also? No.
0: Negative.
2: Eric Carlson's best year, I think, was 80, what is it, 81 points, 82 points, Petey?
0: Yeah. I'll give you a hint. He wore number two. God, I should get this now. He's not Canadian. Leachy. That's right. <laughs> yeah.
2: Nineteen ninety-one, ninety-two 92 season, Brian Leach had 22 goals, 102 points.
1: Wow! Wow! Now that's it's a year. Crazy. Okay, so that's a long. That's fucking twenty-two years ago, bro. And
0: what that's happened? It. Did they make the playoffs that year?
1: I have no idea. I don't. I don't know either. I, I would have to assume so. Rangers were pretty. We're pretty right. good. Right. And, and
0: Carlson's going to do it, and they're going to miss the playoffs. Well, they
2: their their record was thirty six, thirty one, and
1: thirteen. Okay, so here's the difference, though. Here's the difference. Here's the difference with these with these trophies. Right. The Norris Trophy is the best defenseman. Right. It doesn't matter if you make the playoffs as the best defenseman. The Hart Trophy is is defined as the most valuable player to your team. And that means that means getting to the playoffs. Right. If you don't make the playoffs, your value is 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 diminished. But not as a defenseman, not as a Norris Trophy. You don't have to make the playoffs to win a Norris Trophy. I don't believe.
0: He played 13 games that year, had four goals, eleven assists in the playoffs for the Rangers.
1: Yeah, so they made it. So, but I, I mean that that that's the way I look at the Norris Trophy. I, you know, it's you know, it's just like the it's just like the the Vesna. These are individual trophies that that really signif- uh, significantly um celebrate the, the the best seasons of that position.
0: Right? I should know this. Is Brian Leach in the Hall of Fame? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: You know, I mean you could arguably say he's one of the greatest American born players to ever play.
1: hundred percent. He's always in my top five. Always. Like always. the forwards always. get a
0: lot of love. There are a lot of great forwards, but I mean, you but know, you there's I, some... I think
1: two of the two I think two of the best are defensemen in Shelley Shelley and, and Leachie. You know, you look at the forwards, it goes it goes Medano, La Fontaine, uh Mullen. Uh, it, by the way, how about Housley? How about Phil Housley? Well that's what he's I was gonna second. say. It's
0: like he's it's second, not
1: he's second, he's second all time in, in American points right now. Second. Yeah. I mean, what an amazing, amazing fucking hockey player. Since these guys don't get enough credit. Housley's in the Hall of Fame. So Anyway, but uh, I I don't think anybody can can touch Carlson as the Norris Trophy winner.
2: Do you know the Do you know the uh, top American point producer of all time?
1: Mike Medano. Mike Madano.
2: Well, Mike Madano. Number five. Sorry, recently I think he's number. Is Brett Hall not?
1: the Brett number Hall is not considered. Brett Hall is considered. Um, is dual citizenship. He was born in Canada, but he has American citizenship because his mom is American. So he's really, he's really, really not even. So you guys counted,
2: aren't claiming dude. him, is what you're trying to say? Well, they did for I'm the '96. They not, did for the '96. Yeah, exactly. Not,
1: I'm, I'm exactly. Yeah, but you know why he plays yes, for thirteen
2: hundred and ninety-one points, and Mike Madano you know, had thirteen hundred and seventy-four.
1: Yeah, but you know why he plays for the Americans is because the Canadians snubbed him back in '91. For the for for or night or, or is it
0: 88?
1: 96 No 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 no. For the Canada Cup, whether it was I think the eighty eight Canada Cup or the ninety one Canada Cup, the, the Canadians snubbed him, and he played for so he played for the Americans. Uh, and then he played uh, for then he played for the Americans for the for the rest of his career. Okay, because Canadi- so it started the Canadi-
0: back then. Okay, all right.
1: Yeah, all because right. the Canadians Canadians snubbed. Brett, and you know Brett. Brett's gonna be like, fuck you guys. You guys don't want to want me, I'll never fucking play for you again. But he's yeah. and he was definitely he, born he was in bo- Canada
0: because he, he, he was he was born a- August 9th in,
1: in Belleville. Winnipeg. Belleville? Yeah, it was off season. Yeah, that's right. Off season, Belleville.
0: right? So mm-hmm. so the hospital was probably Belleville. They probably raced there from the lake.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but his mom, but his mom his mom was American, so he has dual citizenship. And by the way, yeah, I am gonna I am gonna Say he's Canadian because if he's American, he, he he bypasses me for another for another spot, and I'm being selfish. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna lie. Brett Hall is one of my favorite favorite people, and if you can see right here, right there, right, that's my son's name. So it's a lot has to do with my my love for Brett Hall. So there you go. Wow.
0: Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, so his dad was playing in Chicago, and then that happened in the off season. The, yeah, okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Let's see. So
1: it so goes Mike Medano, Phil Housley, my, uh, Patrick Kane, myself, and then Keith Kachuk.
0: That's cool. Mm-hmm. Cool story. All
1: yeah, right. Not sure we ever resolved anything
0: on the fighting issue, but
1: fighting after <laughs> big hits. They do want to get rid of fights. There's no question in my mind. I need to wake up. Yeah,
0: but you've been saying that since you launched a water ball across the ice in Buffalo.
1: Very true. Very true. Very true. I've said that. I've said that for twenty years. Anything but, else to add? Hey, hey, but 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 it is still the best game on the planet. Hockey is the best game on the planet. I don't care what you say. It's it is awesome. I we we complain a lot because we're because we are um, we are lovers of the game and and old. I think old maybe old school. Uh, players of the game um i know i just don't like i don't like change as much as everybody else
0: that's a wrap on another episode of after the whistle don't forget to follow us on twitter after the whistle and at craigrevet 52 at the instigator 76 you can find us as you already know on apple spotify and youtube and anywhere else where you can get your podcast thanks for tuning in don't forget to spread the word